I had one of those experiences earlier this week where I was very angry about a situation and I found that I was not only angry at myself or with myself for the way that I was acting and thankfully in this case I did not lash out at any at anyone I'm sure that at the end of the day the people that I that I was around if I'll admit that it probably was not pleasant to be around me and I was aware of that although I really at, at the time that I was feeling this anger and what I was going through, you know, what I'd refer to as anger, in terms of a, uh, an, you know, an emotional energy. But then again, I was also thinking what I refer to as thinking angry thoughts, the the feelings of anger that I had, and, fr- and really it was anger and frustration. There were it was just one of those days. I don't really know how to explain. It's uh, it's something that I think is fairly common in the human experience. But I can't speak for everyone. But I know in this case that while I was not lashing out at anyone or displaying any angry behavior per se, I'm sure that my energy was affecting other people. I clearly wasn't myself. I, you know, was clearly not what, you know, what most people describe me as being a fairly, you know, happy-go-lucky type person. And certainly I have my moments. Uh, It's not always that way. I'm not always, you know, happy-go-lucky. I'm not necessarily always in a great mood but even when I'm not in a great mood I've had people tell me that I seem to still give off some sort of positive energy I don't I that's not something that I can do or will myself to do I believe that's something that comes from something that's much larger than me but in this case what I really struggled with is that you know of course it did not feel good to be angry and frustrated and what I was angry and frustrated about really doesn't matter because that's, at the end of the day, that's just the story. That's just what happened. And I could get really caught up in identifying with, you know, being the person that was angry and frustrated and my reasons for it. And it's not to, it's not to trivialize my experience or anyone else's experience. It's just that what I find is when we're experiencing what is commonly referred to as negative emotions, such as anger frustration, disappointment, those types of things. I, I can't necessarily name them all off, but I think every, I would imagine everyone gets the, the idea here. But this is more along the lines of my thoughts about what I, the, the, the energy that I was experiencing in my body and mind, what I was feeling physiologically. And it did not feel good. And what I found myself doing is that there were there were what I'd refer to as angry and frustrated thoughts. And it went on for a period of some minutes, probably a little bit longer than that even. I mean, it's hard to remember exactly how long. It was longer than I would have liked it to have been for certain because at the end of the day, I was causing myself suffering by perpetuating that, the, that experience that I was having, that negative energy that was moving through me instead of just letting go of it and not identifying as the person who was angry and frustrated and not identifying with any of the beliefs I had about whose fault it was, why it happened, all of those details, just let it, let that flow through me. And it becomes very impersonal. And I think sometimes it's hard to be open to that, to this being much more impersonal than we a lot of times think it is because we have a huge invent. I don't want to say we, I'm just saying in this case myself, I can't speak for everyone else, 
but there is a human being, there is this investment that is made in my identity and who I am, what my story is, where I've been, where I think I am now, where I'm going. So I say all that to come back to my original original point, which is that in this case, I found myself in, in a place that was not good emotionally. And I know that I ended up getting feedback later. Some of the people I was around or were around was clearly, it, you know, we're, we're feeling that to a certain degree. And while I was not being, you know, um, unloving or, you know, being short or rude to them in any way, I know that it was not a, a wonderful time being around me when I'm like that. And the awareness of that is what really makes the difference. And what I was going to, to say beyond this is that I found myself kind of taking this, and there again, this is something that we sometimes do as human beings. We we behave in a certain way or we get caught up in something. We're reacting, you know, in a, in a certain way to something that's happened external to us. And then at some point we become aware, and this is something that even if you don't practice mindfulness, we still, and I would, I guess I would make the point that as humans, we do have the ability, even if we don't practice it, to be somewhat self-aware or quite self-aware. And some people are gifted with more of that than others. And it's just, it's not something that we necessarily do. It's just that we, it's just, it really feels like it's a gift that's been given to us. And what I've wanted to do is I've wanted to, if I have any of that gift at all, and I can't really say, what I want to do is I want to pay that forward by actually practicing being more aware and being able to be aware even without really thinking or or choosing to be aware. It just becomes part of my being. But I know I have to practice that over a long, sustained period of time. Uh, there are incremental uh, improvements in this, but it takes time. So where I found myself was I was angry and frustrated and then at some point after I became aware of what I was, what, how I had let myself get carried away with this and get swept away by it and caught up in it, I wasn't really there anymore. I was somewhere else in my head being busy, being the angry and frustrated person. And I really didn't get a chance to enjoy those moments of life. I don't really remember anything about it other than I was somewhere else, in, lost in my head, being angry and frustrated. And I realized that, you know, I, I don't really remember any much of my interactions with the people I was around. I can't really say that there was any appreciation or joy that I found in that or from that because of where I was and chose to be. And that's the important thing here is I, you know, even if I didn't actively choose it by staying there and continuing to give it energy, I, uh, I was choosing to be there one way or the other. And then when I became aware of the fact that I was acting this way and I realized in this case there was something that I wanted to go, I guess what I would say is this is as much as I would need to share about it just because it's really the details aren't important. There was something that I wanted to do and I found myself in a situation where my mood was so was so bad that I wasn't able to do it. And once I realized that I had really kind of blown it for myself. I had basically missed this opportunity to do something that I normally really look forward to doing because it was all my fault. I, I chose to get carried away by these negative emotions. I chose to continue to perpetuate it by thinking these thoughts. And pretty soon it was to a point where I had gotten myself in a place where my energy level was so low that I no longer had the will or the desire to 
go where it is that I had been wanting to go. And this is something that I'd been wanting to do for several weeks. And it wasn't anybody else's fault. And I knew that. And I couldn't blame it on anyone else. And I knew that. And that's when things got really, really interesting. Because then not only was I dealing with the anger and frustration, but now you basically add an additional layer to this or an additional layer of complexity that I basically had done this to myself. And so then I'm angry at myself. I'm frustrated with myself. And even beyond that, even more, you know, predominantly, I was incredibly disappointed in myself for causing myself such pain and suffering that I didn't really have to experience. I missed something I was really looking forward to all because I decided to continue to give this energy and believe what I was thinking about what I was feeling. And that is a very, very difficult thing to own up to that the only one that was really getting in my way, I couldn't blame this on anyone else. And it's so tempting when we get in situations like this to want to blame someone else because it really doesn't feel good at all to acknowledge that it's really us, that we're really the obstacle. We are really the impediment in a lot of cases. I'm not saying always, but in a lot of cases we are. And so then what I did was instead of just owning it and being straight with myself about what I had done, I then became the person that was busy being disappointed with myself and angry at myself for getting so carried away about something that seemed really trivial in those moments. And so then I got lost again. Then pretty soon I go back. It's almost like I'm taking, I'm doubling down on the investment of energy in this. And in some ways I'm also investing my consciousness in this. I can't really be here and be in the present moment when I'm invest. I only have so much ability to be present as a, as a sentient human being. And if I'm choosing to invest all that, it's almost like in a way you can think about it like a portfolio of sorts. And it's just, I'm investing, you know, the, the precious resources that I have in something that's going to provide literally no return on investment. All it's going to do is ensure that I basically lose. And, and the way that I lose is I lose these moments that I could have really enjoyed and have been grateful for. And I could have appreciated all this, but I chose to reinvest and double down into really these negative thoughts and in this negative mind space. So where, you know, where does mindfulness come in? Where, you know, how can mindfulness help when we find ourselves feeling guilty about things that we've said or that we've done? Because we're all human. It doesn't mean we're bad people. It doesn't mean we're wrong. It just means we're human. And what do we do? What, you know, how do we, because it really almost feels like when you get into a loop, you know, a constant loop, you get locked in a loop of this, of the guilt and shame and the disappointment with self and the frustration and the anger, it just literally feeds on itself and you become lost in this vicious cycle that at some point, how do you break the cycle? And what I have found is that the only way I could break the cycle was to stop, take a breath in, exhale, do it again and several times again and just be where I was. I had someone recently that I heard speaking about this and said, you look down at your feet and just see where your feet are planted. Just pay attention to where you are in any given moment. And I love passing that on because it really, it's, it's something that really feeds me at a deeper level. And I did that. I found myself looking down and realizing this is where my feet are planted right now. And no matter how much I feel so carried away by something and so lost 
in my own thoughts and in the, the fact that I feel like, how am I ever going to get out of this? I just have to be willing to do the work and trust in my ability to do it. And in this case, really all the work is, is just being aware that this is my mind. These are just thoughts. And I know sometimes thoughts feel very, very real, but at the end of the day, they are just thoughts. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or that there's anything wrong with us for having them. It just means that we're human and we're, you know, neurologically, we're wired this way. And so this is how things are. And if I can just be aware, and that's what I did, and it felt overwhelming. I was in a, in a, in a place where I really had to work at getting myself extricated from this uh, loop that I was locked in, that I was carried away. And this it's really almost like a dream. I'm busy dreaming something that isn't even happening. All of these thoughts that I'm having are just thoughts. It's not reality. And so what I have to do when, when, when you're in really in an extreme situation where you're so carried away with what you're thinking and the internal reactions to all these things and where you find yourself is that it's really just one step at a time. It's kind of like the, uh, the Zen masters used to say, you chop wood and you carry water. And that's literally what it boils down to is that I, you know, I had to at some point accept the fact that I had missed out on being able to do something that I wanted to do. I had made a decision for myself that while I could not change the reality of it, you know, the fact was this was happening at a certain time. I was not able to do what I had wanted to do because I was busy being angry, (laughs) frustrated and disappointed and then feeling guilty about it. Uh, I couldn't do that. And so where I I had, I really had only one choice there. The choice was apparent to me. I mean, I did have a choice. I could have continued to invest in that and self-destruct emotionally and possibly physically, or I could have just continued to practice as I did. And it was very, very painful because of the fact that I was just paying attention to my mind. It feels like when we are in these kinds of really extreme emotional states that we there's something we should be able to do. We have to work really hard to extricate ourselves ourselves from these things. And what I find is that it is just one step at a time. I can't fix it all right away. The only thing I can really do, and that's as a human being, it's one of the hardest things to own the fact that, you know, I've got myself here. I've made, I've chosen to be here in this negative, in negative mind space and feeling these negative emotions and perpetuating it. But it, you know, the deeper that that goes, the, you know, the longer it's going to take for me to come back here again and to get that out of my system. And there's no magic formula for this. It is not complicated. It's very, it's, it's elegantly simple, but that does not mean that it's easy to do. And it can be painfully difficult. It can feel like we can't do it, but really what it boils down to is I just had to literally stop and just pay attention to what was going on in my mind. And it was overwhelming because there was a lot of energy moving. There was a lot of thoughts going on and it did not feel good physically and it didn't feel good emotionally. And what it essentially it ended up being was that I just had to, you know, it was an, it was almost like I, once I could just pay attention to the thoughts that were happening, this greater wisdom came online. And I realized that, you know, this is the way it is, whether I like it or not, this is where I find myself and I only have myself to blame But then again, it's really not about blame. This isn't really about shame or blame or guilt. It's just about me acknowledging the fact that I was there because I chose to be there. And so what I wanted to do was just love myself unconditionally. 
I wanted to be able to embrace myself as I was. And also, as, as hard as it sounds like it would be to do, is just laugh at my own silliness, to laugh at my own humanness, and to see the humor of the predicament that I had put myself in. And when I realized that none of these things that I was caught up in or upset about were really life-threatening, they were. this was not an emergency, as much as I sometimes like to believe that it is, it isn't. And, you know, I'm laughing right now. I'm kind of like I'm feeling myself right now. I'm kind of smiling. And I'm, I'm feeling myself lightening up right now and realizing that it was almost, it was like a tragic comedy. But at the end of the day, all I really could do was just laugh at my own silliness and in my own humanness. And at some point I did, and it allowed me to loosen up. And I just continued to pay attention to my mind. I could see the thoughts as they were continuing over and over. And at some point, I realized that I wasn't even really thinking them anymore. And that is really where the, that is really at the edge. That is really at the place where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. If I can see that these thoughts running through my head, they're just literally on autopilot. They're, they're literally, I'm not even really thinking them anymore. It's just that I've set this in motion. But the problem is when you do that, it takes you along with it. And the more momentum those thoughts have, then they continue. They literally take, transport us with them. And before we know it, we're on a runaway train, you know, figuratively speaking. And it's, it's and, until we can just let that process run out by not putting any more fuel into the engine, so to speak. And at some point, I just learned to, we learned to trust our ability to let it go and for things to be okay. And once we do that, it really does become easier and I know it is very, very painful to do these things, but it really is just as far as what it takes to extricate ourselves when we find ourselves locked into a vicious cycle of these kinds of self-defeating thoughts is just to be with them. And we have to feel all these things that we've set in motion and let them the, the momentum run out on them. And eventually it does. And we continue to breathe in and out. We continue to be human. And we continue to cut ourselves a break and, and, and we continue to forgive ourselves and laugh at our humanness. And I know sometimes I'm not saying that we have to laugh at it. I've just found that the longer I've been doing this, the easier that it's gotten to be able to see the humor in these predicaments that I find myself in sometimes. Because it's really just what I've chosen for myself mindlessly. And it really doesn't have to be that way. So the beautiful thing is that while we can sometimes really get carried away emotionally and find ourselves in a space that is that is feels very negative and we feel like we're so deep in it and we're so lost in it that we can't find our way out the only way to 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 get out of that is to not try to get out of that the only way at least in my mind for me i can't speak for anyone else and many people that i've taught and shared this with we have to sort of one step at a time we just have to chop wood and carry water and just do the practice and just pay attention to what our minds are doing and realize that they are just thoughts to be able to get a little bit of mind space so that we don't, we're no longer identified in being the thinker of these thoughts. And we begin to see that they are just thoughts and they don't really define us. They, they, the thoughts themselves aren't really us. It's just what it is that we do when we're not aware of what we're doing. And I realize there's a time for critical thinking. There's a time for logistical thinking and logical thinking. But in this case, for me, there was no need for that. I was doing the opposite of that. This was really illogical. This was really irrational. And once, and there again, it's not to say that I was doing anything wrong. 
it was just the choice that I was making wasn't one that was really leading to any anything beneficial and to be able to forgive myself and to just be able to move on and the only way that I can find my way and get back on my feet is to just find my way and get back on my feet and for me mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice really are the ways that I'm able to continue to cope and live life one moment at a time and do the best I can. I don't always do it. I admit it. It's not always easy to be a human being. It's not always easy to deal with these overwhelming emotions that we feel sometimes. But I know that I can only, the best that I can do as a human being is to do this practice and to continue to sustain that practice and to be open to using it when I find myself in one of these situations yet again.